Welcome to episode 18 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. Hey, and I'm Jennifer Fletcher, and I am a real-life volunteer. I worked vocationally in student ministry for a long time, and now am a high school girl small group leader. And so we are so thankful that you are joining us for this podcast. Jennifer, you're getting ready to go on a big trip. We're not going to say how we many, are. but it's a lot of teenagers, and y'all are all going over to the Dominican Republic. We are. It is our spring break next week, and so we're taking our high school students to the Dominican. So if you're listening to this, you can be praying that we had a great trip. And, uh, <laughs> Actually, it, it comes out on Monday. On the, and so if y'all are listening to this on oh, day, it comes pray out, be now, praying. now, please. <laughs> yeah. Pray now. Pray right now. <laughs> no doubt about Stop it. Stop listening to this and start praying. Pause. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real, for real. Well, hey, friends, before we jump into today's episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. And if you don't understand how to do that, ask a teenager that can help you out. Uh, and hey, we would love it if you could leave us a review. It, it really would help if you would just take time, you know, just to give us a review. Uh, it helps uh, raise the, the traffic for the podcast and gets the word out to other folks. It really does help us out. Hey, and today we've got Tim with us. Tim is from Central Baptist in Waycross, Georgia, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, so we got to make a decision right now. Um, so Tim is inside. I, I forgot to edit. Can we just leave it in here? I say we just leave it in here. We always work for Mr. <laughs> Jennifer, and I messed you up bad. We've and got I'll really good. <laughs> Honestly, I'm reading it, and I'm like second-guessing myself, but I'm like, I'm going for it. <laughs> I say we leave it in, and we just keep going. Do I look like Tim? Yeah, Tim, <laughs> no. Tim, uh, Tim Kilgore. Now I'm putting Tim Crystal together. Tim um, Crystal. We're leaving it in here. Really so, uh, but we've got Billy Crystal with us here. We do, from we do. Ringo, let's go. Ringo, Georgia. Hi, Hi, Jennifer, that is my mistake. You barely know these guys. So, uh, <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> hey, this I'm like, is Billy. I didn't think his name was Tim, but maybe I've been calling him the wrong name the whole time. I know. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> this oh, is my goodness. Fabulous. How's it going in Ringo, there, buddy? You good up there? I'm good. So uh, I'm Billy. I'm up in Ringgold, Georgia, as we've said a few nice times. Nice to meet you. And I have the privilege to serve the Georgia Baptist Mission Board in North Georgia. And, you know, actually, I'm going to take a quick time out because I love the fact that this has happened because this is reality. And in all of our student ministries, stuff like this happens. So it's regardless of where you are, you know, the production goes south sometimes. So anyways, today... We're going to be talking about being a youth ministry volunteer versus being a chaperone. And something I really love about this topic, spending time with so many different churches, is that we all wear a lot of hats. And in every situation, for most of us, we need to be all hands on board. So maybe we don't have the freedom or the ability to differentiate from those roles. Chris, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think this is really good because, you know, specifically, I think the way we're going to head down, you know, this discussion is just to think through, man, any of us that have had kids, we know what it's like to be asked to be a chaperone on like a school trip, right? Right. You know, so that could be to the zoo, to the museum, the aquarium, whatever, you know, um, if you're up in Ringgold, like a corn maze. You know, I'm sorry. I just uh, ring, we've ring had corn oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, um, but, but there's a big difference between, I think what we're wanting to highlight today is there's a big difference between doing something like that versus being a youth ministry volunteer. 
uh, you know, kind of year round or whatever. And I think, it, but one thing just as a preference here, uh, Jennifer, you know, we were talking about, it's not that we think chaperones are bad, right? No, chaperones are great. We need chaperones. Yeah. I mean, sure. you know, invaluable. Yeah. So we're not, we're not like, we're not like ripping on chaperones as an overall thing that people do here. And we just want to preface that at the front, you know, because we're kind of going this versus that, but we don't mean that, you know, being a chaperone is a terrible thing, but in light of youth ministry though, and what we're trying to accomplish, we think there's a big difference and we want to encourage folks to think of themselves more as volunteers rather than thinking of themselves just as, and I don't mean that in a negative way towards chaperones, but just as a chaperone, right. that's kind of where we're headed with this thing. For sure. Jennifer, yeah, have so you seen this as a person who's both served in youth ministry as a leader, as a volunteer and someone who has led youth ministries? Are you tracking with this topic pretty well? Yeah, I think it's a good topic. And I think it's a good check for all of us, whether you are a student pastor or whether you are a volunteer in a youth ministry um, especially maybe if you're a parent that's getting involved in student ministry right now, just trying to make sure that our our goal and our mindset is of relational ministry with students, not always just of um, the tasks that need to get done or making sure um, that the kids are you know fed and taken care of. And those are great things, and we need we need people that have that focus. But then we also need people that are focused on being relational and building relationships with students. Yeah, for real, for real. Well, here's what we've got, folks. We've got um, we've got four practical examples of being a youth ministry volunteer versus being a chaperone. Four practical examples of being a youth ministry volunteer versus being a chaperone. Uh, Jennifer, you've got the first one. Let's go. Yeah. So the first one we want to talk about, uh, we're calling it on task versus on mission. And so we want to make sure that, again, like I said, there are tasks that need to be done to make events and trips and your youth group run well. We want to make sure, though, as a youth ministry volunteer, that our focus isn't simply on the tasks that need to get done, but who are the people that are in the room. And so real practically, you can think, you know, if you're on a a trip, you're at camp over the summer. Yes, you need to think through all the different times and the schedules and food and feeding and all those things. But also, did you just sit down and ask a student how their day was today? Did you did you take time to try to get to know them a little bit? Just making sure that we're balancing those two things as a youth ministry volunteer. Yeah, and I'm even thinking like a teacher when they're recruiting someone to be a chaperone for a particular event. They're not necessarily trying to recruit someone that's going to, you know, support the overall mission of why we're taking a group of kids to the zoo, you know, or whatever. Right. They're not thinking that way. They're thinking we need to make sure that we have enough adults to not lose any kids and get lunch fed to everybody and get everybody back on the bus and deal with scraped knees. Right. You know, right. <laughs> and, but if you're a camp or even if it's like a weekend getaway kind of thing, it's interesting because you do have some of those responsibilities. For sure. Yeah. You can't just neglect all those things. It's yeah. wearing two different hats. Yeah. But if, you, if you're if if you going to camp, um, I've even said, I mean, even if it's the bus driver for youth camp, like there, there's an opportunity there for that bus driver to be on mission. How's that, how, how's that sounding for you there? Uh, Billy, you're the one really leading, well, you know, youth ministry, <laughs> like you're the practitioner of the group. Well, what's interesting is that what I, where I make the mistake is empowering that bus driver to understand that he is a valuable part of the team and that when the need arises, that he needs to be able to, to feel that he's a part of the team so that he can 
help with a solution. Billy, it's almost, just it almost sounds like you're, you're speaking to youth pastors that might be listening for a second there. I, I would imagine, and I, jokingly, sometimes maybe I'm speaking to my own volunteers. I, you know, I'm blessed with a great team up here, but sometimes as we're talking about this, I, I think, am I, am I empowering my bus driver? Am I empowering uh, the person who comes and helps in our kitchen? And maybe I need to, to reevaluate some of these things myself. Well, Billy, I think that's great, too, because sometimes I think, oh, they asked me to come help out because they needed me to help pass this out. They don't they don't want me to overstep. And so realizing like, oh, no, I'm not overstepping if I'm getting to know students, if I'm forming relationships with them. That's the whole mission of this youth group. And so I think that's a great point. Yeah. And, And the reality is, if they overstep, I am always going to put them at ease in such a way that I'm going to back their play and then move around that in such a way to remind them and the student that they're an important part of the team. And youth pastors, if you're listening, here's a pro tip for you. This is why you send out thank you notes after events, letting folks know how even, even if it was like they just served pizza at Dinao that weekend, you send them a thank you note and you you connect the dots with them and saying, hey, by your serving, you helped our mission of getting this to happen. And um, and and we had we saw this many people come to know Christ. And believe it or not, I think you serving pizza helped be a part of that, you know. So I guess that was we wouldn't we weren't as we prepped for this, we weren't going down this this path, but I think that was really good. Yeah, no doubt. And, and that is that is a pro tip, especially for us guys. We do not do a good job of that, and it absolutely matters. I have adult volunteers that have served with me for 10, 12, 14 years, and I often make the assumption that they know how valuable they are to the team, but they do need to be reminded that they're not, you know, they're they're not a small part of the a puzzle. They're they're a very important piece. Tune in to our next episode when Jennifer Fletcher asks <laughs> Billy Crystal, a.k.a. Tim Kilgore, um, <laughs> whether or not he has sent thank you notes to his volunteers. Yeah, so as a volunteer, I'm like eating this up. Yeah. I love we're thank you notes. Today. Appreciate it. Okay, back you on task. This is a podcast for volunteers, though, so we're going to stay on task here. Um, uh, Billy, you've got the second uh, practical example of youth ministry volunteer versus being a chaperone. And uh, what do you got there? I love this phrase, observation versus participation. Now, obviously, when we look at these two concepts, we can apply them to just about anything. But where I see that uh, so commonly is is basically even in just worship services. You know, ultimately, the adults, one of your primary tasks is to set the bar or the example. And if you're out in the hall, if you're sitting in the back of the room, if you're just talking amongst yourself versus engaging, that sends a really strong signal to the students that that's what they can be doing or that someday and when they're adults, that that's where that's the direction they need to be going in. Whenever a student sees an adult engaging in worship or an activity, they're going to respond to that in a pretty powerful way. Ultimately, we live in a world where a lot of our students don't have the the parent relationship that that we would like for them have like for them to have or they're they're just they're not adults in their life to speak into it so when they see that model it can very much change the direction of how they approach an event i think that's a great reminder too like even thinking through a worship service 
like going and joining your students. Like I, I remember going to camp so many times and students kind of rush to the front. And you're as an adult, you're like, I don't want to rush to the front. I didn't drink enough coffee this morning. I don't want to jump to this song. But just rallying and being like, hey, I want to be with these students. Let me participate with them. And so let me go stand in this smelly mosh pit of seventh grade boys with them because that's where they are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good time. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I think think this was a great one as well because, I mean, you you know, I, I think I'm just envisioning after 30 years of hanging out in youth ministry there's, there's no question. Listen, we're not trying to come down on anybody or beat anybody up when we say this, but we know that there have been moments like on a Wednesday night youth group service or any event, honestly, that we do where we've got some adults who really do have kind of a chaperone mindset where they just kind of come and observe. They hang out in the back with the other adults and they talk. Um, and, and I think a lot of that is because sometimes they don't recognize that, no, you, you're more than a chaperone. You need to be new more than this, you know, and that's, that's right. where, and I like this worship service. Like, even if you're thinking like a Wednesday night youth group worship service, that you're, you're not just kind of in the back, hanging out, watching all of the kids do their thing. And this is their worship service. No, this is our worship service. Yes. This is our evening. Um, and, uh, honestly, I think the people that I've known that have truly loved and valued being a youth ministry volunteer, I would I would make an argument that most of the people that that I know like that that stay in it year after year after year they have a participation mindset not an observation mindset because there's something that it also is soul feeding for them as well. Ooh, soul feeding it's that's way more good. fun. It's yeah. more enjoyable. You'll you'll love doing student ministry if you participate versus just observe it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, as we're comparing these two things, here's the next one. Um, Keeps it private versus makes it personal. Keeps it private versus makes it personal. So what we're saying here is, look, a chaperone, typically, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have this one moment where you're doing this one thing and you're going to take care of kids and make sure, you know, they're safe and doing all those things. And and honestly, you're not really going to open up about yourself. You're not going to take the time to really deeply get to know the kids and what's going on in their lives or any of those type of things. But a, a, a youth ministry volunteer, man, you have an opportunity to make it personal. Now, we think this applies especially like when you think about Bible study. So when you're thinking about your small group Bible study, whether that's Sunday school or your small group, whatever your uh, situation is there, um, this is that moment where you've got to think about it more than I'm just going to show up and teach this lesson, but rather, no, I'm going to think of this group of students that I've been entrusted with as a group of kids I can get to know and know well. And over time, and we're just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get personal with them. Now I'm not sharing, and we've talked about this on other episodes. We're not saying be sensational and give them too much. You are an adult and you don't need to give them too much information. Right. Uh, But just getting to know them, making it personal. Jennifer, I like the way you often use that word relational too, right? Yeah. I think you started off talking about that. Yeah, I think that it's one of those things where if I if I sit down with my group of girls right now and all I do is ask them questions about their lives, it feels a little bit like an attack in a sense and it feels a little bit like um I'm not I'm not relating with them. I'm not part of them. I'm not their friend. Um and of course we also, you know, like Chris said, we've talked about this before. You have to be the adult and there should be boundaries there. But for me to ask all of them how their weekends were and not share anything like Hey, this is what I did this weekend. Just be friends with them in simple ways can go a long yes. way in making them feel like they can trust you to open up with you and share more with you. Yeah, big, 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 big. How about it, Billy? Any application there for you where you're serving? Hey, you know, and but what's interesting is that this almost goes back to the first or second podcast to remind our volunteers that regardless of your 
church background that you have something valuable to speak into it. You don't have to have a, a PhD in theology to change a student's life. You just have to be real with them and get to know them in a, as we said, relational way. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. You don't have to be an expert in in knowing everything to to be relatable with kids. And so I think it's awesome. And then hey, our last point that we want Yeah. All right, so sorry for a little technical difficulties there, but our last point that we want to make is just thinking instead of thinking that this is a one-day commitment, that this is a long-term commitment. And that's not to scare you or make you feel like you have to overcommit to anything. But I think all of us can go into the mindset of, oh, I went to the one hour student service a week and I checked my box of being a youth ministry volunteer. But we know that's not how you get to know people. And that's not how you get to show them that Christ wants to be with them long term, right? We're modeling that Christ wants to have a relationship day in and day out with these students by us having a relationship day in and day out with these students. Yeah, I think this is so crucial having a mindset like this, Jennifer. I mean, and, and you know, you and I worked on a team together for a long time, and we spent a lot of times thinking through how to recruit volunteers. And I think this was always something that was probably very, very high on our list. We want to find people who understand um, we're not just asking you to come in and check a box and do this thing on Sunday or Wednesday, but rather we're asking you to connect to these students. Um, and honestly, that kind of goes back to this biblical idea of discipleship. You know, right. discipleship is more than just a one moment uh, thing. It is an overall, you know, it's a long-term commitment. Now we, I recognize that for some of us, that long-term commitment is we're committing to have these students for one year, right? You know, in other settings, right. it's like I'm going to walk through life with them, you know, all during high school or all during middle school or whatever. But um, man, when, it, when you're thinking folks, as, as we're thinking through this though, we, we're urging you, we're just encouraging you. Uh, to think of yourself, not just as a, hey, this is a one moment thing for me, but rather this is part of an overall long-term life-giving relational experience, you know, that I have uh, with these students. So this is huge. Yeah. So, man, what a great episode. Um, we, uh, in the midst of all of our, our craziness, this is a crazy episode. I like it, though. You know, a little bit chaos, but we don't with over Billy. We don't over-edit. We don't over-edit at the Youth Ministry uh, Podcast for Volunteers. We try to be real, keeping it real. Got a little, thanks, Tim, for being here, uh, a.k.a. Billy, <laughs> Crystal. Yeah, yeah, right? And uh, a couple tech problems, but whatever, man. But hey, that does it for today's episode. Hopefully, you're connecting with some of these things. And hopefully, at the end of this, this will help you to be a better volunteer, ultimately fulfilling your purpose. And I would go as far as saying you're calling of investing in the lives of teenagers. So keep it up. Um, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, hey, by the way, if you have any ideas on on how uh, or what we could talk about as an episode, we're starting to look ahead to what we would call season three, which would, would take place in August. And we would love to hear from you. Just drop us an email, youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. Uh, we'll link to that in the show notes page for you so you can uh, send us an email. So just click on that and drop us an email. And even if you want to drop us an email about any other feedback or private things you want to tell us, we'd be, uh, we would love to hear that for sure. 
Hey, make sure to join us for our next episode, episode 19. We're going to be talking about how you can support your student pastor and so oh, some great practical tips there, yeah, which will be awesome. Know, student pastors need some love. Youth pastors need some love. I like that yeah, right there. Yeah, they feel sad. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but well, really, we do want to support them. Yeah, we're so. going to pull the curtain back a little bit on some things we struggle with, too. I think we're going to be brutally honest there with that thing, and uh, it'll be it'll be super great. Well, hey, special thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. We're especially thankful for the churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. Thank you for that. Hey, if you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash nextgen, also in the show notes page. Hey, we'll, we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. 